Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I am your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I am actually <laughs> back from Hawaii and I am camping all over Alaska with my family. We're going to Captain Cook, we're going to Hope, we're going to Seward, we're going to Homer, then we're going to Denali, living the dream, living in a 1975 travel trailer for a month or so. So um, I want to welcome everybody to our guest today. His name is Strider Wilson. And uh, before we go into that, into uh, more in depth, I do want to thank everybody for listening, for folks that listen, for folks that donate, for folks that read our uh, news articles and all that kind of stuff. It's, we do all this for you all. And uh, we kick we kick butt here in Alaska because you all listen, read and watch our stuff. And uh, we we're thankful for that. And um, we have a very special treat today. Normally, we cover just uh, news in Alaska. But as of late, the last couple of months, we've been kind of sprinkling in some business folks and sprinkling in a couple of nonprofits. And, and today we have a comedian on our show. Uh, none other than Strider Wilson. So Strider, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Dude, thank you, John. Just fired up to be here. Uh, it's awesome that you're in Alaska. It's what when you reached out via Instagram, that's where I am these days. Speaking of doing comedy, you would, I started 11 years ago. I never thought it would be doing Instagram, um, but it's been great. And it's led to probably the most uh, gigs and shows and everything. Um, but uh, as soon as I saw that you were you go, I run a podcast in Alaska. I said, how do I say no to this? <laughs> how do I say, we gotta do I, this? <laughs> yeah. And it felt so far away. I was like, well, what are the time zones? Are we going to record at like 3 a.m.? You're like, well, it's only like an hour difference because I'm, I'm in L.A. Um, and so it's, this is great. I'm fired up to be here. And uh, and I'm stoked on your the hiking you're doing with your family and stuff. I was looking up some Alaska facts. Look, if you're going to hike anywhere, if you can handle the cold, <laughs> you could do it naked because guess what? There's no poison ivy, no poison oak. You're good to go in Alaska. Well, you have the you you have the mosquitoes. We have like um, ooh, like nature's my deadliest body. animal. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's they are they swarm. You know, you kind of get used to it, but I'm I'm probably I'm literally not even exaggerating. I probably have a hundred mosquito bites on my body right now. Reminds me of when I went zip lining in summer camp, and uh, I was afraid to get on the zip line, and this was in Yosemite, and uh, I wanted to get in the creek, and the creek was really cold. And it would keep the mosquitoes off you. And finally, I got just feasted on it. I go, all right, I got to get on the zip line. And I've, I've been zip lining ever since, John. It's, if I could describe <laughs> myself in two words, it'd just be zip line and chilling. So uh, for folks that don't know who Strider Wilson is, I would encourage you to go look him up. Go on to the Google, as George W. Bush would say, and yes. uh, type his name in there. And he has got some pretty funny uh, stuff that most of the stuff... You can cons a lot of the stuff you can consume for free. Um, yeah. He's got shows you can go and 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 you know pay to see, but a lot of the stuff you can just go on there and check it out. So Strider, have you ever been to Alaska? And if 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 not, is it on your bucket list? I was lucky enough to go to Alaska when I graduated high school. Uh, 
you know, like sometimes I'm from OC, dude. So I was very lucky to grow up um, there. And uh, when I graduated, my parents were like, we booked a cruise. And I was like, sweet, let's go to the Caribbean. I'm going to get a tan. This is going to be rad. They're like, nope, Alaska. I was like, whoa. And, uh, but it ended up being awesome. It was so cool. I remember there was a kid who was too old to be naked the whole time on the boat. I was like, he's like 12. Like, I get it. It's like, you got kids like five, whatever. It's like, you know, I don't know what the age is, but if I'm in public, dude, my 12 year old ain't running around naked the whole time, dude. Yeah. That's, kid a, was in the, that's a no-go. Yeah. Big time. No-go. And you know, on cruises, it's sweet. Cause all the food's free. This kids were running around, like eating a freaking Reuben in the jacuzzi. I'm like, yeah, good for him, dude. So that's just been my, my life goals is to get to that level of happiness. But, uh, it's beautiful, man. We, what we went, um, we saw like a Mendenhall glacier. So we saw maybe a, like a, a glacier that started with an H I forget. I want to say Hubbard, but that's the telescope. But, uh, we went down the Mendenhall river, did some rafting. I sat up front, got soaked in like 34 degree water. Oh yeah. Like glacier water. Yeah, dude. It was, it really was, it woke you up and, uh, it was awesome, man. The nature was cool. Saw bears. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. But like, it like rains every, like basically every day. It's like, yep, probably going to rain 50% flip a coin. Yep. If you went to around Juno or Ketchikan or Skagway, if any of those names sound Ketchikan, Ketchikan, yeah. It rains all the time there. It's, uh, but it is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's kind of like they want, uh, they want the folks that are coming on on cruise ships to think it rains all the time. So nobody moves there. <laughs> that, that's probably true because, you know, yeah, in LA, it's it's really populated and it's crazy. And Alaska, it's probably nice. I mean, it probably takes a personality. Probably takes a guy running from the law, or you're burnt, or you're born there. John, which one are you? So you'll <laughs> you'll laugh at this. We um, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a gentleman who his literal legal name is Santa Claus. <laughs> now it, it even gets better because okay, Santa Claus is a nice person. He's like you know he's, he's not jolly. He's He's a super nice guy, but he literally lives in North Pole, Alaska. No way. And he's the mayor of North Pole, Alaska, and his name is Santa Claus. This guy's the man. This is that's he's an, awesome. Uh, he's an elected official, officially the mayor of the North Pole, Alaska. That's so, amazing. Is there a Mrs. Claus? That's the big question. Is he? I don't think so. Yeah. Nah. Or, but, uh, or a Mr. Claus, who cares? All I want is him to have a little bit of company up there at the North Pole. You know what I'm saying? I want him to be enjoying I, himself. I, I think he uh, he's he he actually ran for uh, a bigger office. And so he kind of got all around Alaska and got to meet a bunch of folks. And he was in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times as Santa Claus. You know, this guy's a legend. Big office. He's kind of he's he's the uh, everybody knows him in Alaska. So that's rad. And everyone knows him around the world, at least. The mythical so how did you get involved in comedy i feel like it's one of those things that you know i was kind of the class clown and in the same uh you know my grade school growing up but it's one thing to be the class clown it's another thing to make a career of it and that's kind of what you're aspiring or already have done how did you get involved in comedy for you know first and foremost yeah i would say uh definitely still aspiring of finally having some you know, mild success and hopefully bigger things to come. But, um, I started in college. I was, I was studying econ at UC San Diego. And then this was like around the time that the stock market crashed, like 08, 07. Right. And so basically there was no jobs anyway. So I was like, you know what, 
I don't want to ask myself, what if, let me just go for it. Like, really, what do I have to lose? Like, I'm not going to get hired anywhere. Like I wasn't that great at econ. I wasn't going to be any sort of consultant. And, I, and then I saw an improv show on campus and I was like, I could do that. And that's like, if you're not familiar <laughs> with improv that or anyone listening, that's kind of like, whose line is it anyway? It was like a short form, you know, games that are kind of made up on the spot that have rules. And uh, I was like, oh man, this is great. And just like you mentioned, like I was a class clown, clown. I love attention. I do anything for the attention. I need that. Give it to me, give it to me. So I was like, this is perfect. Started taking classes at like second city, which they had a branch in, in it's famously Chicago, but uh, they kind of have satellites like, you know, Toronto, LA, Detroit. Uh, I don't know if they got never went to New York, but uh, they had classes out here and I took some classes. Um, I grew up in orange County, which is like San, San Diego South, then you go 60 miles, you're in Orange County, north, then 60 more miles north, you're in LA. So I'd kind of stop home, say hi to the fam, go do some classes all while in college. And then when I graduated, just got a job at Nordstrom, lived at home for a little bit, saved some dough, then moved up to LA with my buddy JT, who you you mentioned previously, uh, I think before recording, but I, I you know perform with and do a lot of stuff with my boys, Chad and JT. So um, yeah, we've been getting after it ever since and, and so have you had like one of those you know breaks that people you know would die for or has it been just kind of a daily grind of just literally doing the work and you're moving forward an inch every day that's like 99 of it is just the grind <laughs> and i've been doing ballet forever and uh but it's good because it's flexible you can go to auditions book shows you know once you're done with work you're done it's not like i need to you know take work home with me it's not like I'm thinking, oh man, I missed the angle. I'm parking that Yukon in the lot in G lot. I <laughs> uh, I just not gonna sleep well tonight. But it's like uh, you know, that's the classic Hollywood hustle. You got your day job and then you go and do your creative stuff at night and shows and write. And, um, but I would say recently Chad and JT had like they were working on a big project that I was part of that's gonna be coming out later this summer. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm, I'm, it's a little vague, but I have to be vague because it's NDA, but nice. uh, so that'll hopefully be the game changer. Well, you were on, I, I think I saw somewhere where Vice did kind of a mini documentary yeah. on your, one of your characters. Can you tell us a little bit about that, how that came? Because Vice, I mean, that's a big, you know, yeah. at least for, um, they make some really cool kind of mini documentaries and they, yeah, you have to, you know, you caught their eye for some reason. So kind of give us that story. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, that was cool. I, I caught their eye because and this is good because if anyone listening, they're like, what does this Strider guy look like? Just imagine Joel Osteen and then stop <laughs> imagining because that's exactly what I look like. Uh, so yeah, I look like, the, you know, this televangelist from Houston, Joel Osteen and doing comedy, speaking of the grind, it's like, you got to take, you got to do new things, right? You can't do the same thing and expect the same different results. So uh, we were making a lot of sketches at the time with a group of guys and, uh, uh, we're like, dude, let's go. We're like, Joel Osteen's coming to LA. He's going to do a prayer night and he sells out arenas and does like, holds prayer nights. Yeah, like 30,000 people will come out to see. Yeah. It. He, he was going to go, he was holding a, uh, evening of prayer at, uh, the, uh, great Western forum where the Lakers used to play seats, so like 20,000 people. So we're like, well, literally we go, let's go film this 
put on a suit and then I was going to go do sort of uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically pastorly stuff. Like I was going to go there and be like, Hey, can I get a beer from concessions? And then, you know, the, the old uh, horse racing track, Hollywood parks next door. So I was like, Hey, I got these old tickets from playing the ponies. Uh, can I ask these still good to cash in? I'm a little short on the, on the dough. You know what I mean? Donations have been thin and sort of was, that was the idea of going around and schmoozing and see how people reacted. And then we drive up and I'm driving up in my like, old Hyundai Santa Fe that the bumpers all messed up because I'm a good valet. And uh, I'm like, Hey, do I get free parking? You know, I'm kind of running the show and security was like, yeah, go ahead. And so there was like, <laughs> they, Italy, think, they yeah. think Joel's soon showing up in like a 1998 yeah, Santa Fe. Exactly. <laughs> like, Hey, he's a man of the people. Like, you know, maybe he's practicing what, what you know, Jesus is preaches and uh, literally no skepticism. And JT uh, who was directing the videos like, dude, this is unbelievable, bro. I'm like, I know. So we sort of abandoned the old, the, you know, the sketch comedy idea of like doing uncharacteristic things. And we're like, let's just try to get on the stage and see what happens, bro. And so we go, we get all the way up there. And then finally, like Joel's actual security finds out. And this guy's like, thinks he's part of SEAL Team 6. He's like, sit down. What do you think? What do you do? Like super gnarly. And, uh, but then that video really was a hit. And then Vice reached out after that. And then they actually, they, Vice was interesting because, and I was really worried because it was part of this series called Famish, Fame-ish. And uh, I think they wanted me to think that I was famous because I looked like Joel. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, they, I, like, I felt like they wanted to trap me because Vice does that a lot. Like, well, they'll, they'll sort or of like, like pigeonhole you into the yes, who you are. Exactly. And the subject they're interviewing, like they want to make them look a little bit crazy and a little bit like eccentric or whatever. And I was very much like, no, I, like, you know, it's, it's part of being a comedian. You have to have like a, a sort of grand uh, sense of self-awareness and how you're perceived, like doing stand-up. Well, this is like, one of your hundred bits you did. It's not like the only bit you've yeah. ever done in your whole life. <laughs> exactly. It was one character and it was a character that struck well. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to ride this horse, see where it goes. And uh, and I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, of course I'm going to do this interview. But the whole time, like I kept having to dodge questions of like, and they do these interview tactics where they'll ask you a question. And then wait a really long time and then wait for you to be on camera and like just sort of do normal gestures. But then if you edit it, like that's an editing trick where the context can be whatever, you know what I mean? Like I could be yeah. having any thought in my mind, but it can be made to look like insecurity or uh, I don't know, egotism, whatever it wants to be negative. So I was a little paranoid about it, but uh, it ended up coming out great. I like got all my buddies involved. I was like, no, you're showing my buddies. We're going to like where we do sketches. You're going to come to a live show. <laughs> you're really going to see like, so I, in that sense, that video did offer a good sliver of like, you know, day in the life of, of grinding and, uh, you know, being a comedian. When you find something life. like that, that's kind of got that a little bit of a steam behind it mm -hmm. is, do you, do you, is it tough to keep, you know, that's, 5% of your probably or less of your all your jokes that you come up with but not every joke has to do with Joel Steen is it tough to not just kind of ride that one trick pony or do you find yourself you know scattered enough to where it's kind of like happened that happened last week I can just keep doing my comedy routine that you know improv is improv you're showing up in front of a stage and yeah, you can't be Joelstein every time. You're you're got to be yourself and and tell your own jokes. Is it tough though to yeah. not do the one trick pony? I would say, you know, maybe like around that time it was because it was like 
getting some offers for Joel stuff, but I didn't feel like I had the right idea or it was like someone else's idea. And I was like, nah, and it was like someone else being like, yeah, we need to go after the religion. And I was like, you know, look, I was raised Catholic. I was like, look, man, I'm first of all, God hates me, dude. I'm afraid of that. Second of all, uh, you know, it was never about the religion. I don't, people can believe whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like I was more lampooning this guy who's like super silky smooth, you know, and he's obviously raking in the dough. So there's inherent hypocrisy there. And I was like, that's sort of where the joke's coming from, for me. And even then it was never super hard hitting. Um, then the Harvey happened. So I had it like, I was like, Oh, he's in the news. Like I got to keep up. And I did some Harvey videos, but um, it was never the right angle on it. I, I still, to this day, and you know, I'll talk with my managers of like, they're like, you know, we got to do some Joel stuff. And I'm like, I know it's like, it would be very remiss of me to look like this and not do it. But I feel like I want to do it right. And the right idea just hasn't happened yet. Or hasn't or, got there yet. Yeah. And then they made Righteous Gemstones on HBO. And I'm like, ooh, I like this. Like maybe there's space on that show. That or, show's hilarious. Yeah, they do a good job. And uh, so maybe it's something like that. And I'd like to do some more scripted stuff. You know, like you mentioned, like a lot of the Joel stuff I've done has been sort of in public and interacting with people and like, yeah, I'll write jokes out, but a lot of it's organic and it goes in a different direction. So one of the things, one of the things that for folks that are listening to us, I got Strider Wilson here and he's a comedian, uh, lives in SoCal, been to Alaska once. He's got some really cool stuff. If you just Google his name, he's has a little mini documentary that vice has done on him. He's um, got a lot of his kind of sketches on his Instagram that you can check out. But another thing that Strider does is he has his own podcast called History is Dank. Yeah, and dude. so that's, as you know, you know, we're doing a podcast now. Mm-hmm. A podcast takes a lot of work. And so not only yeah. are you doing your comedy thing and you're, you guys, you know, you're probably out filming and editing videos and, you know, writing jokes for Friday, Saturday night, improv stuff. Podcast yeah. also takes a lot of work. Can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about your podcast, what it is, how do people find you and kind of what got you started on it in the first place. Totally. Yeah. And I think it comes from the essence of like knowing what, seeing my buddies, Chad and JT and their podcast going deep that I'll frequent on and uh, the network that it was on, I was like doing, you know, pretty well on their podcast. And then um, ATC is the network that it's on and they're like, Strider, would you, would you be interested in doing your own? I was like, yeah, for sure. And then, it's like you mentioned, it's called history is dank. And I thought about, it, I was like, well, look, if I'm going to put in the work to do this and I want it to be worthwhile. And also I thought about, you know, a good rule of thumb with comedy is like in making jokes is like, don't try to make someone laugh. Of course, that's what we're doing, but it's like, you do what you think is funny. And if you're being honest to that, then that'll come through. And that's sort of the, where the magic is. And yes, you, you have to have craft and all that type of stuff, but like the very, very base level is like, you have your sense of humor play to your sense of humor. And when it came to podcasts and stuff and my entertainment, I like infotainment types type stuff. You know, I like to watch a documentary. I like to, I'm a big Ken Burns guy. Um, I love Dan Carlin, hardcore history. So that's sort of like what I take in. And I was like, well, you know what? I like history. I got a history minor in, in college. I actually didn't, I, I skipped one class and didn't get it. Uh, I want to just party my last quarter. What up? You see, our quarter system, which actually makes it even more funny that you almost got yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm truly, <laughs> I, I'm truly not qualified in any way, but, uh, but I like go, I'll do the research and uh, as best I can. And, um, uh, 
and I like to jump around. Like it's not serial. I like that every episode, at least for me, I like that every episode's about 40 to minutes to an hour, like a commute. And it's, you get a little information and hopefully you get some, some laughs and, and you're out the door. So, uh, so you're talking about history, but you're making it look, you're making it funny and yeah. maybe, you know, if somebody read a college textbook, they might fall asleep a half a page in. They're yes. not going to do that when they listen to your podcast, probably. hundred percent. There's this great, this comedian that I like named Ahmed Barusha, and he's got a great take on history where he's like, history class, why are we memorizing all these dates? You know, like June, like the Olive Branch petition, June 10th, 1775, whatever. It's like, history has the best stories. He's like, what? He's like, if your buddy's telling you about a threesome he had, is he telling you May 5th, 1992? Does he start like that? He goes, no, bro. He goes, I was in Cabo. It was amazing. Dude, I was taking a break with Cheryl. She knew that. And then we're off to the races. It's like, it's the details, baby. It's not the dates. So that's what we try to lead from. And you all know, things the story. comedy, that's like, um, you know, I'll brag about you a little bit because you you then the all things comedy brand, that's kind of like it for podcasts, right? If it's, it's pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, Bill Burr's network. And uh it's so it's really cool to cool to be on there. And I'm a smaller show on there, but uh it's good company. You gotta feel good about that. That's a win. It's awesome. I'm very, very lucky and they're great. And uh yeah, the fact that it's run by comedians is like they treat you well and it's yeah, it's 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 I'm really lucky. Studio's awesome. So I got my boy Aaron on the sticks. I'm sure you've, uh, you know, met some cool people, you know, just being in the circles that you're in. Is there somebody that you look up to in the business world, dead or alive, that you've kind of gleaned on? Um, because as you know, it's um, oftentimes it's, you know, Gary Vanderchuk's one of my favorite folks to listen to. He's an entrepreneur guy and he always mm -hmm. talks about the grind and just hearing your story a little bit you're doing a lot of work. It's not like this thing's been handed to you on some silver platter. You're no, your butt on a daily basis. So is there somebody out there that you look up to and kind of aspire to be? I mean, for comedy wise, I always loved, <clears throat> I always loved Will Ferrell, what he did, his characters, his takes. Um, as far as like the business world, I always think like, uh, I like Tony Hawk a lot where I'm like, you know what? He's, he skated. He was like, he started birdhouse was like which was like never that cool at least like when i grew up skating in socal it was always like nah dude volcom or like you want to chat muska etnies or something sick like that in socal or some globes like i don't want birdhouse stuff but like tony hawk ripped at skating did the 900 and then came out with tony hawk pro skater and then he made a great business decision where like he was doing well enough skating in his tournaments and whatever um that I forget what, what company it was that he teamed up with to make that game, but they offered to buy him out. They're like, Hey, look, we'll give you like, you know, 500,000 or 200,000, like a, a large sum of money to like a young man. Maybe he was like 25, 30 at that yeah, point. Yeah, Young skateboarder, 500,000. Right. Like, oh crap. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he trusted in himself and was like, and he, he even mentioned, he goes, but I was doing well enough in skating that like I, rent was getting paid and the money was okay. And I put in all this effort on the game. And so he's like, He's like, I didn't take the deal. He's like, I didn't let them buy me out from the game. And then he ended up making like hundreds and millions of dollars. And like, also just goes to show like these people that he worked with totally want to undercut him. So it's a oh, good, yeah. it's a good, like, there's a lot of levels of that you can learn just from that one story of like, first of all, I like that he skates. I love that he did something cool, has a skill, and then took that skill into new mediums. 
and uh and yeah he's just a beast and i like that like in comedy you got to believe in yourself if you don't i mean especially with stand-up like you'll drop off because it's disheartening if you do in entertainment it is literally 90 percent 99 percent just no not good enough or someone else is getting it or it's not your time or just wait um but you got to love it you know it's you got it's about more than dollars of course the dollars can be good but you know rent's got to get paid but uh yeah you just get to do stuff that you love and you gotta and i like that he uh he doubled down on himself dude you gotta bet on yourself so have is, you ever had have you ever had a show just completely bomb like yeah oh yeah dude especially no improv like what do you do um, like 90 percent kinda... of improv is bombing and then <laughs> and then uh yeah you just gotta take those licks i mean i i still have, I have a lot of growth to do and uh but yeah early on my stand-up so bad dude dude i'll be going to, i'll be like brushing my teeth i'll think back on shows years ago where i was like i did that bit i said that out loud i'm like geez that's bad that's so dumb <laughs> there's like no idea there but you just you got to get through it like you're gonna suck you know it's like it's like that ira glass thing paraphrasing what's a longer quote but he's like you have your taste and you're in that's what you have to rely on like your artistry and your craft won't be there yet you got to work on it and it's sort of tough with like you look at a musician you're like oh you play guitar or an instrument you could see the craft but with like comedy it's like conan o'brien says this is like no one approaches comedy being like i don't know what's funny if someone looks at an abstract piece of art they're like no explain this to me i understand we all appreciate that as a culture but why but comedy it's like the audience is like no i, I know what i like to laugh at and then on top of that the craft in your instrument is like, well, what is that? Well, it's like it's your perspective that you develop. You go like you can start with like the shoes you wear. Like, look at the blue collar comedy tour guys. Like, they're not really like that. Jeff Foxworthy doesn't go if you, you know, when he wakes up and is hanging out with his friends. Be <laughs> God have no friends, dude. He'd be in Santa Claus, freaking Alaska or North Pole, Alaska. He'd be the, the only citizen mayor. up there. He'd be the vice mayor <laughs> exactly, there, dude. Be the, him and the other dude. So yeah it's a little bit discreet but it's the challenge i mean it's tough and it's super competitive so do you have an ultimate goal like what do you have some something in your mind where you can look at it and be like okay i've i've made it is there something like that or is it just always continual for you probably if i can play video games and feel no guilt not uh <laughs> i would say uh i always wanted to do snl that's why i got into it but maybe i'm getting a little bit too old for it but i would say now the goal would be you know, it's sort of like what I'm doing now, but just on a level where I don't have to have the day job, like creating stuff with my bros, Chad and JT, like creating a show, working, basically being, you know, having my job and my income be through uh, entertainment jobs, you know, the podcast, stand up tour, and then, you know, writing and creating shows and, 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 and movies with, with my buddies because it's the best. So, where can people find you? What's your uh, Instagram, social media, websites? uh have some uh you know no limits here on on some public uh pre you know pr of how people can Legend. find you thank you dude uh yeah. instagram at strider shreds all day and uh you know you can find everything there other than that like history is dank um you, but you know i've got links to that on my instagram and you know you can find that and listen to that anywhere you want um there's history is dank youtube as well i post it on youtube as well if you want to watch and uh, yeah, I would say mainly everything's on that Instagram right there. So yeah, that's about it. Well, I appreciate you joining us, Strider. Um, we have Strider Wilson here and I wanna encourage everybody, if you need a laugh in your day, which turn on the news and you'll quickly find that you need some comedy in your I life, you need know. a smile, it's go true. check out Strider Wilson. 
He is very, very funny. I think he is hilarious. And if I think he's funny, I'm sure other folks in Alaska will think he's funny too. So Strider, thank you so much for joining us on the Must Read Alaska show. And for everybody that's listening and tuning in, uh, we're going to do more of these kind of sparkled in throughout the year of different business men and women and people in the nonprofit world and and just uh, the tourism world and just trying to give you a different slice of life every once in a while. So uh, Strider, again, thank you so much. And hopefully you'll join us again sometime and come up to Alaska again. And, uh, you know, next time you're up here, maybe go to Denali or something like that. So um, I would love to. Thanks for having me. And I absolutely have to come back to Alaska. It's awesome up there. Okay, so for everybody out there, we'll be on, what day is it, Friday? We'll be back on Monday, Suzanne and I. Uh, so uh, until then, from somewhere in Alaska, John Quick here, signing off.